0: Now, and let's do it, Olya. Are you ready? Yes,
1: let's
0: go. All right. <laughs> I'm
1: <always> so, ready. <laughs> so,
0: Olya, we are live yes. on Facebook Live, and we are also going to be not live, but this is recorded for the podcast. So, as I always like to do in the podcast, welcome to the show. And first things first, I'd love if you introduce yourself to the audience. Yes. Yeah, so
1: awesome! Thank you so much for inviting. I'm super uh, excited to co-create and make this, you know, a special offering for our guests, for my Facebook Live um, audience and also for your audience. So beautiful co-creation Um, Olia Shapiro, Leadership and Personal Transformation Coach, um, working with professionals, women in finance accounting space, and also doing a lot of um, thought innovation and leadership work.
0: Very cool. Thank you. Uh, that's not all. That's not the only thing you're going to share about yourself, but we have a, we have a lot of questions for you. So thank you for doing that. So as a tradition on the show, uh, I always like to, to explain to the audience how I know my guests. So Oli and I also know each other through our coaching program. We met in, I think we met in December of 2018 on a zoom meeting. So it's ironic that we're back on a zoom meeting again. And then we met in person for the first time in February of 2019. We've become really good friends. Um, coaches, business partners, we're up to all sorts of cool stuff together, which we'll probably talk a little bit about today. So that's how Oli and I know each other. And the other tradition, one of the other traditions I have in the show, is sharing our first impressions of each other. I think this is gonna be really interesting. So because it's my show. You go get, first. You get to go first. <laughs> so Oli, what was Roles, your first rolls, impression rolls. of me? <laughs> rules? There's a lot of right and wrongs going on here in this in the show today. What's
1: your relationship with the rules, Jason? A lot um, yeah. so I um I was not on the zoom call meeting so I actually joined late do you remember I was um signing like in the last week before the training kicked off
0: I don't remember that So I was not on
1: any zoom meetings I walked into a classroom full of people you know coaches people claiming to be coaches and stepping into leadership and um Uh, it was an interesting experience and it was an interesting experience to see all of the people in that (laughs) process and also standing in front of the room and sharing their, you know, most authentic, scared, vulnerable part. So when I saw you up there, um, I remember your sharing and I was... uh, Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Yes, and I remember the feedback so um yeah
0: me too
1: it was interesting uh I remember you were wearing something casual and I was like okay technology guy you know um kind of like running the organization super cool dude super cool guy um and uh once we started having that conversation I remember you have you know like strong personality and you passion fashion driven and you energy driven and you fun driven so just seeing a lot of that in front of the room and I was like interesting i want to get to know that person more nice so i was in two places i was like okay nice guy and then when the page fashion came on um you know just i'm a passionate person so it's always kind of like on my radar people who drive from that place so that was beautiful so i was super curious if anything yeah
0: (laughs) thank you our friend i don't know if you listened to casey's episode our mutual friend casey but her first impression he was like super boring and flat and i was. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then she, she made it up to me later, but she was honest. I'd rather have people be honest. So thank you for that. <coughs> so I don't remember actually. So my first impression of you, I don't remember you joining late. I don't remember that okay, at all. Gone. The thing that I remember, my first impression you were two things. One, the naming thing about yes. your name, your name at work yeah. and your, and your, your name at work and your name outside of work. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about, maybe you can share that later in the episode if you want to. But it was like, it it was obviously you had an identity crisis, which I identified with because um, I was also still working in corporate. And the second thing I remember is that uh, one of our teammates asked for um, something that was very specific to what they needed. And the energy that you brought to like, I'll agree, but I don't like it at all. I'm like, oh, I like this. I like this woman over here because she's like not afraid to speak her mind in a room full of strangers, which is not something like I'm not comfortable with that. I'm like, okay, whatever everybody needs, you're just like, yeah, I'm not really into this. I'll do it, but I'm not into it. So I, like my impression was like strong personality. Also, like obviously not loving our corporate life, but she's here for a reason just like me. So like, I think we hit it off pretty quickly after that. So I was, that was That was my first impression of you. And then obviously I saw your distinguished share and all our distinguished being and all that good stuff, which means nothing yeah. to the audience, but. Yeah. And I remember when we were
1: re-watching those videos, you know, on the last time, on the last day of training, just seeing that space where I was like, you know, I'm juggling this corporate job and I'm doing this all of this volunteer work and looking back at that time and seeing how it beautifully integrated and how, you know, now dances together and yeah. it creates so much magic for myself, my clients, people that I communicate with. It, I am super grateful for the journey that we took together.
0: Yeah. Super cool. Well, we're still on a journey. Let's be very clear, as we'll I'm yes. sure we'll cover off on today. On a very yeah. comprehensive journey. All right. So I know we have a lot to talk about.
1: Okay. So You're I'm drive. ready to I'm ready
0: to officially You're kick drive. off if you are. <laughs> well, as you'll probably find out from Olia later in this episode, that's actually a huge compliment. So um, this is perfect for me because I it's my show. So I get to I get to drive. But you get okay. to drive for part of the show too. You're my co-host today. Okay. So I'm Olia, first yeah. So first question for you is what is something that you nerd out about?
1: So something that I nerd out about, I think thought leadership, just the idea of changing somebody's mind by one word or two words or a sentence or a suggestion is something that has been driving me for more than 10 years. And that essentially defined my passion to work with people in that capacity of them. You know, just making that radical shift in the way they see themselves and mm-hmm. the way they, you know, create their life around it. And um, you know, this uh, thought leadership—it's a journey. I feel like this is a journey with no destination because it keeps unfolding and folding and folding. You know, like, and the more you dedicate your time and commitment <laughs> into it. It's like a flower that keeps blooming, blooming, blooming. And um, the amount of abundance and juiciness with all of this transformation work, it's, it's fascinating. It's something that I could commit for the rest of my life. And that's, my, that's you know, my, my commitment to humanity as well, to be in that space of transformation and carrying that work to people.
0: Very cool. Do you have any role models in the space that you look up to or anybody that's kind of been, that's been an inspiration for you and leading you to where you're at today?
1: Yeah. So besides the, me,
0: if I say it besides me, of course,
1: <laughs> besides you, um, I think the, my, one of the most favorite people that I adore watching and listening, and she's always with me is Evercom Hicks. Um, you know, just plugging into that, uh, work of shifting your reality, shifting your perspective. and being a choice and she has a lot of videos she's free on youtube she has um you know a lot of content that is available to population so you know i can access it anytime it's uh, it's always refreshing and i'm always getting value from it so she cool. is my role model if if, if you will
0: nice after you <laughs> after yeah your second favorite role model of course like i'm gonna make you give me yeah. compliments and stuff this i'm gonna make you acknowledge me this whole time it's gonna be amazing
1: is that is that make, the rule with no rules
0: i'm gonna that's that i'm gonna make you do it because i have the magic powers to do that okay, cool yeah. um well, well and also happy uh, in the show notes for the episode we can add add any of the resources you talked about today we can put that in there if you want to
1: beautiful yeah yeah i
0: would love that awesome thanks for sharing that yeah. so next question for you. What is something that is inside your comfort zone that might be outside of somebody else's? And I'm going to take doing Facebook lives off the table as an answer for you.
1: <laughs> Facebook Live was outside of my comfort zone and I was thinking about doing it for four or five years, just going live or taking, you know, like the video channel to YouTube or, you know, any Instagram account. So, uh, Facebook Live one month ago, was outside of my comfort zone. I know. You know, day, day 24, um, I'm liking it, I'm enjoying it. I'm not 100% full on, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like diving in this journey with myself um, <coughs> and not knowing what's going to come up from it. So the thing that is um, in my comfort zone, but outside of somebody else's comfort zone, I love dancing in supermarkets when I'm happy. <laughs>
0: Dancing in the supermarket?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And when I lived in LA, I remember my friend was visiting me and she she's, you know, she's on the same wave lane. And you know, I remember like being in the supermarket and dancing. And she's like, Oh my god, you dance in the supermarket too. So we both we were just dancing through aisles and jumping around. So that's the thing that I still do. You know, and um I feel like with what's happening today in the world, maybe I should do more of it. Just elevate people and get them in that energy of celebration and having fun.
0: I agree. You should definitely do it as long as you're at least six feet away from them.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. So do you remember the receiving love challenge that I was doing for 30 days as well?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So what I was doing, I was asking strangers for a hug just for the sake of seeing how much love is available in New York City, where we have this stereotype that New Yorkers, you know, like, you know, like their space, they're oh, yeah. very direct, sometimes rude. So I'm like, let me reframe how I see New York and fall in love with New York. So I started this challenge. But now, since we went into emergency state yesterday at 5 p.m., um, I have seven days left. So I'm I'm thinking of actually replacing it with
0: Seven days of dancing in the supermarket now. I love it. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, well, you can, if you want to do some selfies of it and then we can we can uh, put that on the page as well. Don't
1: push it, don't
0: push it. Because <laughs> I know you would do it. That's why I'm offering it. Awesome. I, uh, so then, I will offer it. I know you, I know you will. Um, yeah. So now the reverse of that question, what's something yeah. that's outside of your comfort zone that might be inside of somebody else's? Yes. So, you know,
1: coming from... The world of finance, uh, you know, corporate audit, accounting job, uh, male dominated or even, you know, like strong, powerful, wonder woman type of um, archetype type of woman. Uh, For me, showing my weakness and crying in public, let's say, uh, would be something that I, you know, you know me for over a year. You saw Mm me crying once when I had, uh, you know, terminal cancer in my family, like yeah. for me crying, like I really have to force myself um, and uh, specifically doing it in public. Like this is this is the thing that's not natural to me. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of room for possibility in accessing that, but I'm not, um, it's not in my comfort zone for sure.
0: Yeah. Is it something that you... You know, this is a topic that I think about as well, because I'm just not a crier. It's just not the way I really express myself. Do you ever, um, so as a man, I was like, oh, like show your emotions more. It's just like not, it's like, I'm not hiding anything. It's just not who I am. Do you get, as a female, do you get people like judging you? Like, oh, why aren't you more emotional? Why don't you Why don't you cry yeah. more? Do you ever get women that say that to you? Uh,
1: a woman judging me for not being too emotional? Um... I Think they it was uh, coming from a place of judgment, but from a place of invitation hey, can you open up more? We want to see your vulnerable side. Can you give us access to actually holding you and supporting you while you're going through this hard time? Yeah, so for me, I have to actually like make that decision okay, I'm gonna allow people to support me, I'm gonna lean back on you know, like my friends, my family. And just you know surrender to that energy. So, but for me, it is a choice and it is an effort.
0: Yeah. Well, I said something to somebody that we know in common, and they were like, "Oh, I want you to be more emotional." I'm like, "That's great. I want you to be less emotional." And they're like, "Oh." <laughs> I and no, they're like, and they're yeah. like, no, they're like, they're actually like, I think you probably know who I'm talking about. And they're like, "Oh, I get it." I'm like, "Yeah. Like, just like like you can't turn off that you're really emotional, which is great. I can't like create. I'm not gonna fake it. I'm not gonna like." fake that i'm sad like i get mad you know me i get mad easily and i get frustrated easily i don't get sad easily and if i do yeah. like i don't i'm just not a, i'm just not a crier you can like if my wife like this is not a thing and it's not a vulnerability thing i'm fine with it i think it's great it's not my thing
1: yeah and i feel the same like it's a yeah. fine line for me i feel like i'm pretty authentic and vulnerable with expressing a lot of you know my internal world and putting it on loudspeaker mm-hmm. but specifically crying is is not my uh outlet
0: yeah, it's yeah, it's not the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You, I think you also have a. Um, so, in, in like, I learned this through doing improv classes. That they say it's really like the line between sadness and anger is really really thin when you're acting, which yeah. is why a lot of people when they get mad cry because in like physiologically in your body it actually feels very similar. Yeah. <clears throat> so I get mad pretty easily, but I've even found that playing like if I'm doing improv and sad is not really something you play that often in improv. But when I, and I know you've done some improv as well, but like, I don't like, I have a hard time accessing sad because it's not something that's like easy for me, like playing happy or playing excited is very easy for me or passionate uh, or playing those. So I think the message for the audience listening is like, yeah, like we can always be more vulnerable, but like for some of us, um, especially me, but I think for you as well, is like some of us just aren't built that way and it's just, it's, it's actually okay. And like just trust when people are like, Hey, this is. This is how I am. I get a little yeah. bit I get a little bit like, all right, I'm kind of tired of hearing it. Um, because it's like somebody wants you to be like them. They because I, I feel like just like I want people to be less emotional because I'm not that emotional. People that I find that a lot of people that are really emotional want everybody else to be really emotional. Cause we all want people to be like us so we can like really easily yeah, relate to So we to can them.
1: relate and connect. Yeah, so we can yeah. relate.
0: Yeah. Which is why yeah, you're on my podcast then, today. I'm kidding. Yeah.
1: Also, like, you know, with me and you working with people, like understanding that we all process emotion in a different capacity. Yeah. And like being super, you know, direct and ask people, hey, what's your way of dealing with stress? How do you respond in fear? You know, what's your survival mechanism or defense mechanism when you trigger? So and then meeting people from that place. And also we know each other. So I know, you know, when you are in that place and you know where I'm at this place. Yeah. But just yeah. letting people know that this is what I'm going through.
0: Yeah, you exactly. And
1: showing you this.
0: Cool. All right. So for the rest of the episode, you have two people who don't like to express emotions. So we'll just we'll talk about. Um,
1: <laughs> Shall we cry red- for the rest of Facebook
0: Live? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I know a few people that'd be like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." I know two people in <laughs> mind that we both know that'd be like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest episode, the greatest Facebook Live of all time." Sorry, not gonna happen. Um, we can talk about we can talk about spreadsheets and accounting, and I'll actually I'll make you cry. I'll, I'll make you sell something right now. I'll make okay, you be so, a salesperson. Okay. so <laughs> No, 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 we're good. So thank you for sharing that and being, and being vulnerable with us. So I, I appreciate you doing that. So yeah. next question for you. So I, uh, one of the things that Olia also does is you do speaking. So you're out speaking at like, um, at, at conferences and in public places, you do a like, great job of speaking. And I know yeah. you've done a lot of speaking in your career as well. So this is probably something that's in your comfort zone. Um, So if I was to give you five minutes to deliver a speech and you got to deliver a speech to the entire world, Mm -hmm. what would you give your speech on and why?
1: So my speech would be on leadership of love or leadership of heart. So I'm a firm believer that we all always have access to choosing love in any situation with any person with any company, team building activity, team management. Um, and, you know, as hippie as that sounds and as um, as much stereotyping we have around, you know, choosing love and all of the love movement, um, choosing love is, is, what does it actually mean? It's a practice. So, you know, in any point in time when you're feeling like you are in between choice uh, of, Acting from a place of fear or acting from a place of, you know, um, ego entitlement, choosing love and love in the sense of, you know, loving that person in front of you, but also loving yourself um, is something that I see us as a collective tapping in slowly. Uh, you know, being um, in corporate, for so long, seeing the mindfulness movement and movement of, you know, leadership from a different place, from a place of seeing empathy, compassion, inspiring each other, uh, supporting each other. And um, this is my message. Choose love.
0: Yeah. What advice would you give or what coaching would you give, depending on who they were, whether it was a client or just a friend or something, if they were having trouble accessing love. Like, they, they, like I want to choose love, but I'm so yeah. angry, I'm so fearful. Because I think the opposite yeah. of love is fear, right? Like, that's yeah. the, like, the opposite. How would you, like, what would be the steps that you would take? Or what would you, yeah, like, any advice you'd have for the audience around yeah.
1: that? Yeah. So, usually when I work with people, and I work with people on multiple levels, depending on, um... sorry, did
0: you lose me? No, you're there. Um,
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, depending on what tools and practices people already have in place, so I don't reinvent, you know, the whole wheel for themselves. Mm-hmm. So the first step is usually normalizing where they are and giving them comfort. You know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. I totally get you. And this is me coming from coach, but for people in that place as well, like it's okay that I'm pissed off you know, it's okay that I'm having this reaction in my body. It's okay that I am not necessarily, like, you know, being in my highest, most happiest state of being. So just the first step is always normalizing. So that gives you access to actually, you know, like going deeper in that state instead of resisting and fighting it more. Yes. And, and once you have that uh, access to the state, Choosing love would be, you know, um, when I work with people and I do neuro linguistic programming or I do environment work with them, just simply putting your hand on your heart. Let's do it. Yeah. Can you feel your heart beating?
0: I can. Thank God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just take one inhale through your heart. <sighs> Do you notice how energy changes?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely feel more relaxed and like feel more yeah. connected to my, my heart. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah. So this is a quick, a quick tip for people to access heart at any point. You know, you can always place your heart on your heart. And um, when I was working with a client today earlier, she was moving anger before she was accessing her heart. So we were doing physical exercises of activating this heart center. So, you know, whatever your favorite practice is, it's either you can dance or you can just move and let that energy, you know, just shake in your body and dissolve in your body so you can have better access to all of your energy.
0: Awesome. Thank you. That's cool. I learned something. You never showed me that before. I like that. I mean, it's so simple, but it's also Yeah. It's like so simple, but it's not something you think because um I think like what's striking me about your speech is I know the and I know we're gonna this is actually gonna lead us into the next question, but kind of the the space that you've come from it's pretty similar to the space that I came from it doesn't feel like there's a lot of heart there It's yeah. a lot of a lot of you know like tactical things a lot of brain things a lot of letters behind the name you know all that good stuff yeah. so um <clears throat> so that actually leads me to my next question for you it's not really a question this is more the part of the show where um you get to share your journey to today like where you what's led us to where we are today or where you what you're up to today and anything you want to mm-hmm. share and this can be some guests share about um, their childhood, which I think your, your background is pretty interesting. You're obviously um, not from America originally. So that's cool. Like how you led here. Can led you you tell? You? I can tell. Yes. Olia is not from Minnesota like me. Um, so yeah, like this is just the opportunity to share anything you'd like about your, about your journey to what's led us here today. Oh
1: yes. And uh, Feel free to jump, you know, like with questions. Whatever feels like, you know, you're driving, so whatever feels relevant to you. You,
0: you, you know, you know that's not a problem for me.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, and I love it. So super cool. Um, so yes, I am from Russia. I am um, living in America for 14 years, and um, I came to America as a business exchange student.
0: Oh, sorry. So actually, person- I have a actually sorry, I have a question for you. This is great because yeah. I'm gonna actually ask you questions that I'm personally interested in as well that I don't know. Do it. Yeah. What um well what part of Russia were you were, were you born and raised, like went to school? Were you always in the same area of Russia until you moved here? Or did you like did you move around the country? How does that work? How did that work for you?
1: Um so I was born on Saholin Island, which is a small island above Japan. So if you look at Russia
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know you see the little island right above Japan that is yeah. separated from the main body of the continent so this is Sakhalin Island This is where I was born this is where my mom's family comes from And then my dad was in military at that time and my dad is from Siberia so he went for military to Sakhalin He fell in love with my mom they started a family in Sakhalin and then I was 6 years old when we moved back to, to Siberia to my dad's family um just because of his job again like they were relocating him a couple of times so we had to move again and my family is still in Siberia I I go back every year um you know um I'm loving it I still consider it my hometown even though you know like I live here for a while now it's always in my heart um yeah so this is where I'm from and um Next
0: question? <laughs> no, no more questions. Sorry. No, I just, I'm going to just pop in as you're going. I, I just, actually, I actually realized know. that it, I realized that I was like, I didn't, I knew you're, I know you're from Russia and I know that Siber- you yeah. had some connection to Siberia and you had family, but I was curious whether you were born like Western, you, well, when you were born, there was a, it was a Soviet union, right? It was
1: USSR.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Not to out, uh, not to out
0: your age, but it was, it was still God. one big thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, so... just continue. Yes, and then I was part of uh, international business and marketing degree. And uh, as uh, a requirement for us completing our international course, we were offered to go to Greece, Australia, or United States. So I chose United States. In 2006, I came to United States. I loved it. Um, I loved people. I loved freedom. I loved the mindset. Um, it just felt like home to me. So I went back uh, to Russia, finished my degree, and then next year I moved. Um, and since then, I live here in New York. And, um, yeah, so then I continued my journey in finance and business space. I started studying accounting and finance in Zicklin School of Business. I graduated, became CPA, started working in, you know, in accounting and corporate space. <coughs> and. Um, Yeah. And then I started noticing that something was missing. Um, Something was missing for me. Um, Something was calling me. I couldn't point at it. I didn't know what it was at that time. I was just feeling like it's time to go deeper and, um, you know, to be more authentic with myself and what I really want to create for myself in life. And a couple of my clients were in LA at that time in my finance space. So I was flying to LA for business busy season a couple of times a year, San Francisco mm-hmm. and LA and San Diego. But I was thinking, you know, if I change lifestyle, if I'm in the same conference room working for the same company, but there are palm trees and mountains outside of my conference room,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that.
1: So American dream. I'm sitting in a conference room, there are palm trees, and there are mountains, and there is ocean, and I can take lunch break and go and meditate on the beach, you know, like all of the dream control uh, lifestyle, and I was living on the house, uh, on the ocean, Pacific Palisades, so I was... Oh, you
0: actually, sorry, so you actually, did you, you lived in California, or you had like a temporary, it was like a temporary three-month assignment as your, during tax season?
1: So it was it was an assignment, but then I decided to move since I liked the lifestyle. Yeah. So I moved to LA, and uh, it became my life—not just—not just, not just uh, you know, uh, the business trips. And I stayed there for two and a half years. Um, mountains, ocean, palm trees, roses everywhere. Um, I'm obsessed by LA. LA is my place of love. Um, I'm deeply connected to it. I go back a lot as well. My idea is to have bi coastal lifestyle. This is something that I'm trying to put in place and I'm feeling like I'm succeeding. Yes. So, um, yeah. So conference room boundaries didn't help. Uh, so the longing of my heart was still in space and, and I was still feeling like I'm missing something. So I took a year and a half off and I went to Burning Man. Just to, <laughs> I'm like... This this reality is not necessarily getting me there. Let me, uh, you know, go to a place of magic and possibility, and place yes. of fun and creation. So I went to. Let me go to the
0: desert. Let's let me go to and the I, desert. I and... went
1: to desert. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's went cool. to
1: desert. Yeah. I saw the magical world of people, you know, creating and co-creating together, building camps, building structures, celebrating each other, dancing all day long. Um, you know. Being in severe heat, wind, cold, like it's, it's a, it's a challenge on it's own just to be there. So once I saw that world, um, I never went back to working full time.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to say, I'm just like, I know you pretty well. I feel like Burning Man is like your heaven. Like constant dancing. I love it. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: It's like, like, yeah. 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 Like the, all of it. Well, and and you get to dance all day and you get to dance all day every day. Like, just yes, add. but
1: let me tell you, um, accomplishment coaching is uh, in the same place as Burning Man. So there are places and there are communities where we make in-service intentional. Yeah. And once in, uh, your commitment to service and your intention to serve others becomes your platform, your moving force, you don't need, this is your Burning Man. Because what strikes me about Burning Man, people were in a place of service and celebration and standing for each other and creating this, you know, big, 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 gigantic project together. Yeah. So, you know, like from <clears throat> Burning Man reaching into this coaching world of accomplishment coaching, it's the same place and it's the same access point for me to be in that place of service and, you know, just playing and having fun and, you know, like how much how fun, how much fun we, have, we have. You
0: know, quest. working
1: with people and supporting yeah, people. So fun. And, yeah, so for me... I created my Burning Man in my uh, in my professional life right now, but anyway, between Burning. Uh, an amazing you know,
0: anal- That's an amazing analogy of being in the basement of a hotel, Yes. and like being at a music festival with like costumes and uh, like halls of airplanes. I I love that analogy. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I feel it, but uh, you know, between Burning Man and me stepping into coaching fully. So once I saw that world, I started traveling internationally. I went to India as a volunteer in healing uh, communities. I was volunteering in Europe, Canada, uh, you know, California, New York. So I took a year off just dedicating my time to serving others. And once I understood that this is something that I want to be doing Full time. That's where my inquiry became. You know, how do I turn this into my professional journey and my occupation? So for me, that was my access point. I started volunteering uh, as a mentor and career uh, career coach in a um, couple of non non-for, uh C D tutors, uh, coaching people specifically in accounting and finance space, helping them transition their career or have more fulfillment, more confidence, more. You know. Success in existing careers. And um, for me, it became evident that this is the thing that I want to be doing all the time. And this is my highest commitment, and this is my only commitment for life. Uh, yeah, so I started choosing uh, coaching schools. I started looking into different uh, opportunities and accomplishment coaching, where I met you, was mm-hmm. the best school on the market, the best, um, you know, the Harvard of coaching. So I felt super connected and, um, I felt that's my home. So I joined and now I'm running, you know, my full practice and I'm a program coach at accomplishment coaching and I did it.
0: You did it. Yeah. Here we are today. Um, I wanted, I was wondering if you would share a little bit with myself and with the audience. Um, you have some, some good trainings around spiritual, some sexuality things, some Tantra some other things that are quite honestly outside of my purview. Um, I'd love, yeah. would you be willing to share a little bit about some of the other things? And, and, and you'd mentioned NLP, there may be some people yeah. listening who don't know what that is. Just that all you've, you've got like this really amazing, um, body of work that you put together that you bring to your clients. I'm curious if you'd just spend like maybe a couple minutes on all the different areas that you've been trained on that you can bring to bear for your clients when they hire you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, you know, coming from in finance and accounting and business world, like that was my entrance point. Just because you know, I have seven years of corporate experience, and this is something that I'm um, having experience and expertise in doing. So that was my initial access point, and this is something that I'm still doing for my corporate clients. Mm-hmm. I have a Mary Leach client. Um, I just placed somebody in BlackRock. Uh, you know, I have a Goldman, Goldman Sachs client, so I'm still working in that corporate space, creating mm-hmm. more success, more confidence, more change in leadership in that space. Yeah. So this is, this is still present in my life. Uh, in terms of uh, healing communities, NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming is basically, um, you know, redesigning your behavior and redesigning choices that you make and noticing how it connects to your neurological pattern and how you can create that change for yourself by training yourself into the new habit. Hmm. So, you know, like, even though NLP is something that I talk about as a separate thing, I'm still doing NLP tools on my corporate clients. I'm still doing NLP tools on my female empowerment clients. Uh, So this is a tool more than, you know, like a field of practice for me. And I do it with everyone. And my uh, my second piece is female embodiments, uh, sensuality, and empowerment work that I've been doing. So I've been teaching and assisting Tantra workshops, specifically working with women on connecting to their bodies, connecting to their sensuality, connecting to their um, self-love, nurturing, loving, accepting themselves. um, uh, reestablishing the way they connect to their partners, to their lovers, um, to themselves. And, um, you know, the way they have the, um, basically their relationship to self. And I am super passionate about that work. I've been doing this work for the last three years. It's still big. Um, it still takes big place in my heart. And, um, I'm still working with a lot of women in that space.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Cool. That's great. All right. So I think this is the part of the episode that you've probably been waiting for, where you get to get in the driver's seat. And you get to Yay. ask me anything. Yeah, is like, finally. So, Olia, what would you like yeah. to ask me about?
1: Uh, so there are a couple of things I want to ask you. Um, a partner in crime of mine asked me to remind you to share with people how to get a sample session with you.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me at jasonfrizzell.com or on Instagram at jasonfrizzellcoaching or on my Facebook page at jasonfrizzellcoaching, on LinkedIn, at my personal pages. And I'm here in the podcast. So if you Google my name, you will find me. That's for sure. And from there, we can connect or you can email me at jason.jason.com. At but I'm looking for like a, I'm like, oh man, this is too easy.
1: <laughs> so my, my second question, and that's, that's a doorway to it. Uh, you know, working with people and like um, offering this gift, what
0: drives you? Um, specifically around the podcast or overall?
1: No, working with people with
0: your clients. Oh, with, with, oh, with work. Oh, yeah, with working with people. Um, this is a good question that I was actually thinking about this morning when I got a phone of my clients. We had a really cool session. Um, I can give you the tactical, or I can give you like the tangible reason heart, I do this. Heart. No, heart. like this. No, but this is a heart. This is a heart. It's not a brain thing. It's a, it's a heart thing. But it's like an actual. I'll start with like the actual thing that I could hold in my hand and then we'll, I'll bring it back. Okay, so guys. last week, no, last week one of my clients got promoted and they text, I was the second person they oh. texted and they said, they said this wouldn't have been possible without you. I said, oh. and I wrote back and I said, that's great. So you do know that I coach in a sliding scale. So now that you're making more money, you can pay more money. <laughs> and because I, I know this cli- and because this client knows you well, she's like, she's like, she was, we had a, it was a joke, kind of, that was a joke. Um, but, um, like that's the, and like, that's the tangible thing, but it's the ability to like, just, I just love people. Like I've talked a lot about this on, 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 my podcast. I think it's obvious. I'm just a huge lover of people. I'm a huge extrovert. I love languages, quality time. So just the, what drives me specifically to coach people is, um, that I get to like actually connect with humanity. Our friend, Anna once said this about me, which has really resonated with me is that, like, she sees me as, like, in the movie The Matrix, where you, like, plug into The Matrix. She's like, yeah. you, like, plug into humanity. And I actually kind of feel that about myself. Oh. I'm just so naturally curious about human beings and what makes them tick or why they operate the way they do or why they don't do the things they want to do. And what used to be more, like, a judgment-based thing for me now is, like, I'm having, like, a really cool shift into curiosity, which is so much more fun. It's like, oh, like, is doing that thing. Like, I I could have a judgment about it, but instead I'm going to get curious about it which is, you know, something we talk a lot about in coaching. So what, yeah, the reason I do what I do and I'll include like the podcast and coaching and, you know, you, you know, I've got a lot of other ideas up my sleeve that I haven't quite rolled out yet, but I'm thinking about <laughs> I it and working on is, uh, making a difference, like making a difference in people's lives in something yeah. that I feel is, is personal. So I'm, I'm a very much, a like for everybody, for people who know me, and I hope this comes across on the show as well Is like, I'm, I'm like, I like personal relationships. I'm very much like, I think I'm a pretty good friend to most people. Like I have a lot of friends, but family, I like that personal relationships. And like you, I came from the corporate world, 19 years in the corporate world and I was in sales. So you do get to build cool relationships. And I had had and still have great friendships from that time. I don't regret any of it, but I think at the end of the day, I realized for myself that like, just like selling products just isn't enough for me and it's not enough. It's like it, it's a, and it's, you know, it's a, it's just a context I have like selling most software is great. Is it really changing people's lives? I mean, some software does. Sure. But the kind of software I always sold, it wasn't, it wasn't changing people's lives. It wasn't making a real difference in their life at a, like to your point, at a heart level. And now Mm -hmm. also there's no real trust there. It feels, it always felt very transactional to me. And you know, as like fellow coaches, like, as like, I know more about my clients than almost anybody else in their life. Just like, I know the same thing, like, because I'm just a safe space, space for them to show up. So I get to get to know them on a deep level, which for me is something I never felt I had in my career. So it drives me at a work level is I get to do something that I truly love. And we talk about, um, and one of the exercises that Oli and I are trained in, we talk about like, what's the thing, you know, to do if you're not feeling good, call it like you're back to being. I'm very fortunate. One of my back to beings is actually coaching. So if I coach somebody, I always feel better. Even if it's not the, even if it's not, yeah, I I know you're the same way. Even if you're not, um, and you know, like coaching sessions aren't always perfect. You can run Mm -hmm. into issues, you know, people can get confronted. They're just not in the energy for it. But even if it's not like what I would consider the perfect one, which is doesn't actually, it's just a judgment. I still like, enjoy it. I still like connecting with them. So I think for me, it's like all about people. I'm just a people person. So now, what drives me is like connecting with people, being curious about them um, moving from giving them this to giving them this, like, yeah, like a tat. And, and that's a work in progress for me. Um, but yeah, it's like all but for me, it's all about the people. And so the combination of coaching coupled with a podcast mm-hmm. where it's literally, I just literally talk to cool people. I'm going to do a mm-hmm. hundred episodes, hundred episodes this year.
1: Yay. That's a hundred,
0: like that's a hundred amazing people that I get to connect with and talk about the same questions to get very different conversations out of super cool beautiful so yeah i think i think that's what that's what drives me at my core
1: yeah and um i feel like it's um yeah it's something that people notice and that's why they get so attracted to you And we're not talking about attraction versus enrollment <laughs> but the, <laughs> this is a piece of you know like people feeling comfortable and people having that yeah. space where they can be themselves and have fun with it, You know, I feel like your biggest strength is bringing fun and lightness and sense of connection from that access point, if anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for, for my, and the the thing that's cool about coaching is I'm not the right coach for a lot of people. I'm the, I'm the perfect coach for enough people to have a, to have a amazing business. Same for you, same for the best coaches in the world. Like, you know, some, Yeah. And we all attract the kind of clients. I attract clients that want connection and want to have fun and, you know, and also work on things. I think you have a pretty similar style, Uh, but you know, like we have friends that are coaches, that's not their style at all. And they have their perfect clients and I would, they would never work for me and I would never work for them, work with them because it's just like, it wouldn't work. Yeah. And
1: you know, like bringing that discussion um, about my name uh, crisis, you know, my identity was Olga, the woman that is doing successful finance job, and then you know Olya, who is volunteering all over the world. So, what happened in in my journey? Now I serve clients who are usually working here, but they feel like they want somebody to talk to who can hold that energy for them. Yeah. A couple of people to uh, on this, this week told me, "You're the only person I can talk to about this stuff." Yeah. Just, you know, like I can totally be myself and I can totally name things that are, you know, showing up for me in my life. And I can talk to you about meditation. I can't tell anybody in my corporate environment about that. I can ask for your guidance. So, you know, like this little Olga and Olya defined, you know, who I'm working with and what kind of services I'm offering to humanity and society. And this is beautiful. Yeah. That's my journey,
0: cool. and that's that's the journey that I'm taking my clients on. Awesome. I feel like the first question you asked me was like a little self-promoting, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask me one more question if you've got anything else for me.
1: I know you like when I ask questions. Um, okay, let me see.
0: And you can make it fun, light, <laughs> vulnerable, whatever.
1: Hmm. what would take you out of your groove like totally mm. get you to side, side track.
0: yeah oh this is a good this is a good question for me cuz you know me i'm like a it takes a lot to get me off my game like i have, yeah, a, exactly. I have a i have I will i will say it out loud i have a tremendous amount of stamina a tremendous amount of resilience and uh, i am i am somebody who i don't know if this is i think this comes from like and i've tried to explain this to a few other people that we know it's like, oh, like, why aren't you more like this? I'm like, you can't be like that in sales and survive. It's literally like, you literally, you live in the corporate world, especially in the worlds of startups. You don't have the luxury of like, I don't feel like going to work today, so I'm not gonna go to work today. You get fired, like it's that simple. So I think that's where I learned to just have incredible stamina. The thing that would take me out of my groove would be something physical. A disease, uh, like an injury, um, or anything to do with like my wife or my daughter that just requires yeah. like my full attention and heart, but there's almost nothing else that will take like anything outside of those things. I can't really think of anything like there's nothing that like a client could do, um, that would take me off. And I'm not always in my groove, but I'm always moving forward because that's just part of it's my, one of my essence words is drive. And it's also, um. Yeah, it's just like it would be. Re- it's it's hard to get me off. It's hard to get me off my game because I just think I have a level of stamina and I have a level of compartmentalization as well. Where it's like, oh, this maybe this isn't going so well. I'm like, hey, I have things not go well all the time, but I don't sit and dwell on them because I know that that's like a place where I can I can easily get sucked into. And in sales, when you do that in sales, that's where salespeople go to die. Oh, I had a bad quarter. Oh, well, I guess I suck as a salesperson, you're done. Like so, you just have to know. So there's a thing in sales they call a saying of like hero to zero or zero to hero. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, first quarter, I was the top sales rep at the company. I'm the hero. Guess what happens April 1st? You have a big fat zero on the board again and you got to do it all over again. So um, yeah, I think for me, it would be something to do with my family or my like my family's health or my health, but that would, that's, that would be it that I know of. Like there could be, there could be something, but I haven't seen it. I haven't felt it. Yeah.
1: Yeah so awesome. I'm, I'm hoping I'm there for you if it happens.
0: You will be there for me. You I will I will be uh, I'll be reaching out. I know um, where to find you.
1: <laughs> you know, and since we are doing this um, you know, leadership work and creating the space for a lot of people to come back to their presence and making different choice. Um, would you be open to chat about what happens right now in the world and like how we can as leaders create different
0: access point for people yeah um yeah no i actually i was going to say that well i was just going to say alia before you the next question i was going to ask you is what are you passionate about and i know that this is a conversation you and i can have together because we're both passionate about that so that's yeah that's a perfect yeah what i was
1: noticing when i was talking to my clients and i talked to robert today and i talked to my san francisco client um people are going through a lot of fear and terror uh, and not yeah. necessarily having access to put it on loudspeaker or let everyone else know that they're experiencing this. So what I'm noticing, people are either suppressing or you know ignoring denial and trying to move forward with their life like you know nothing is happening. However, it backfires at them, and you know just dancing that game of what is going on, what is going on. Like, am I afraid or am I not afraid? And um, yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of that with my client work, you mm-hmm. know, with our leadership poll yesterday. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I want to offer people um, to use this time, and it's going to last for a couple months, you know, just going into from March into April, to create more connection. And I yeah. know connection is your, your essence work, and this is your yeah. drive, and this is what made yeah. you what makes you wake up and do the work every day. Yeah. So creating that connection place and point for all of us to come together and support each other and, you know, like move all of that, um, you know, thing that is um, stopping you from, you know, offering that place of support, offering that place of service, offering that piece of advice, offering that conversation. Hey, I'm noticing you having this, you know, mood changes or like what's happening. Can I call you? Like reaching out to people and making that extra step to support people who don't have don't have access to understanding what happens in their body, in their psyche, in their mental uh, space,
0: yeah.
1: and just being that pillar of support. And you know, creating that space for people. So I'm probably starting twenty one day challenge with my community, where I will be offering support for people who might need that place to just come.
0: And you know, be that connection. Yeah, for those absolutely. people. Yeah, no, I I think that's that's cool. I um, and you and I have talked about this. For me, like connection is just so core to who I am. Like yesterday, I texted all my clients. I'm just like, hey, just I'm just saying hi. And one of my clients, I'm like, hey, do you got a minute to talk? And they're like, what's up? And I'm like, can I just call you? And I'm just like, hey, I just want to say hi. And I have thought about you today. I know you're going through a lot, and they're like very appreciative. And uh, I want to go back to the thing you said about, um, like, there's a lot of fear. Um, speaking from somebody who can have fears and kind of do this stuff anyway, and I think, I'm not going to stereotype, but I do think this is something that men are a little better at, generally. Generally, because Or, or, or uh, women with more masculine energy, because it's like, yeah, there's coronavirus over here, and then you put it in a box. And then what do I have to do anyway? And I I think there's, and then there's other people that are more like, oh, there's coronavirus and it's, it's all over. Just like my business is all over. I'm more like, I'm, I'm a pretty much put them in a box, put them in a box, solve, solve, solve. So like, for me, I think I haven't had this conversation with any of my clients, but it's like, it's okay to be scared. It's, it's, it's a scary time. Like to just Mm -hmm. say that out loud with a, in a safe place, like in in the space you're going to offer, can be really powerful to people to just be like, Hey, I'm scared. I almost view it as like, um, and I've never, I, I've never gone through any addiction counseling or anything, but my understanding is like AA, that's like kind of the ideas you go and you're like, this is really hard. This is what I'm struggling with. Um, this is what comes up for me and like being able to like actually say the thing. I think there's a tremendous power in just saying the thing you think out loud to somebody else who's in a yeah. safe place, whether it be in your community, whether it be a coach, a therapist, uh, a friend. Um, but, Relating it back to kind of like the problem solving, my natural way is: there's coronavirus, so how do I fix what I can fix? Like fix, <laughs> fix, 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 fix. Yeah. Which, in a way, like we, you, you got to do. Like, I think that's a good thing. Like, how do you fix it? Like, maybe I'm going to leave the city, or maybe I'm, you know, I'm not going to go to that party I was going to go to out of just mm-hmm. being a good citizen. But then, like, well, doing the fix without admitting that you're actually scared, I think at, at some point you kind of break. And for me, like, I think in my coaching, that's like a eh, thing. I think that's for one of your superpowers is just like holding that space for people and just being like a real anchor for them when they are in that place. Like, I think we both, I think we're both coaches that our clients be like, it's a really safe space, but I don't have the same, I don't have that same heart connection that you have. Cause that's like one of your superpowers. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. I'm, I'm excited to see what you create with that. Is that going to be. Like uh, an online community, is that going to be a workshop? Like what what do you have envisioning for that around getting connected with people?
1: So what I'm envisioning in my initial um, desire was to address people who don't have families in the country. And you know me, like I I come from Russia, I don't have family here. So um, with um, a lot of communities that are having immigrants or, you know, like uh, this generation or just living out of town, Get those people on, and I'm still deciding on the technical part, but I think like WhatsApp or Facebook and give them intention for the day. Something that they can focus on, something they they can anchor anchor to and come back to. But also make it fun and playful. You know, like, hey, how are you doing? You know, are you you doing the thing? So people feel connected and supported. You know, like for a lot of us who don't come to the office now, who don't have this physical way of socializing, you know, avoiding subways, uh, working remote. So people have that extra layer of support where, you know, they have people on the other line. If They have questions and they're freaking out if they need support. There is somebody for them. There is somebody who can meet them, hear them and provide that safety space for them. So cool. this is my intention. And um, I am shooting for Monday uh, as my starting day. Um, I'm still figuring out, figuring out Figuring out the technical part of it because that just came to my mind yesterday when we had that 5 p.m. emergency state of emergency announced.
0: I'm yeah. like, okay,
1: what can I create for people who don't have that support to have that support in place?
0: Very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing you create there, and maybe I'd like to be a part of it if I could. You know me. You're talking technology. Now you're talking my love language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like, already it- have
1: to figure out this Zoom thing, and I have to figure out what kind of group I'm creating. So I'm gonna call you soon.
0: Oh, perfect. So I can give you some free tech consulting. I think you should do it via Slack just so I can get you to actually use Slack. That would be amazing. (laughs) All right. I have another question. I have a few more questions for you if you have a little bit more time for me. Yeah. Great. So, Olya, what's the thing that you're most proud of?
1: Ah... I'm most proud of today. Uh, I'm most proud of the determination to creating a life of my dreams every day. Standing for it, not giving up. Um, Grinding, climbing, jumping. (laughs) And just, you know. All the things. All of the things. to live this lifestyle of doing exactly what I'm passionate about, living my most authentic role, version of myself, and being that leader in the society, in the community, and inspiring people and creating that influence for other people. Um, you know, just looking around, just, um, I'm on 34th floor of WeWork, and I'm in financial district. So, looking through the glass window of all of the buildings around it and being present to how fortunate I am to be in this space in this time and creating this type of work for people, communities, and you know, all of us.
0: Awesome. So,
1: I am most proud of my dedication for my standing in my passion and not yeah, giving what, up.
0: Yeah, what advice would you give? There's definitely people that listen to this show that are. I get comments all the time from people that listen to the show. I have a lot of coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, people that are in similar spaces. And one of the pieces of feedback I get a lot is um, people always looking to learn, like because they don't see it for themselves. So what would be the what would be the piece of advice you give to somebody who's like, I want to do what you're doing, Olia, but I don't even know where to start. So obviously, there's a lot to it, right? There's a lot of things that you actually yeah. have to, to set up yourself with structures and there's a financial aspect, but if somebody is, is like, let's, I'm going to give you a hypothetical person. Let's say they're working yeah. in finance. <laughs> <laughs> let's Yay! say they're a CPA. Yeah. They're a CPA. And they're like, Hey, like I got my CPA. It's fine. The money's good, but I'm just not, I'm just not in a place that I'm loving it. And the so like basically you, so like I thought the palm trees and the mountains were going to do it. That wasn't it for me. What would be the, the thing you would say? How did, would somebody start the path? Like what would they, what would you recommend somebody do? just get going with a, they see something for themselves, they're not sure what it is, or maybe they're sure what it is, but they're too scared to start. What would you say to them?
1: Yes. So um, this is a great question. And I feel like this is, you know, coming from a place of opening door for people and for, if I were to give one tool to open a door for yourself, that client, a person, and this is an exercise that I give to my clients: is um, follow your joy and follow your excitement. So the very the very simple step, even if you're in a corporate job, if you are totally not liking what do you do, start noticing that one thing that you like. I love so it. So let's yeah. say, like you know, being in audit uh, space mm-hmm. for seven years, you know, technical accounting, analytical skills, blah blah blah, blah. but all of it is teamwork. So for me, even though not like in the nature of work, but being in team environment was always something that moved me. So, you know, like taking that note, oh, I really like working with people. I really like working with the team. I really like seeing, you know, what people uh, people's strengths are and how we can co-create together, you know, and um noticing that about yourself so what makes you happy even though you don't like the whole position that you're in like what what is that spark that you can follow, like like a little you know thread that will lead and move you through your path and your journey Um, uh so like and that's what i saw in burning man like people in the place of service so and then once i saw that part people in the place of service people moving from that heart space of serving others that moved me to my volunteering in india that took me through volunteering in that you know city tutors organization for you know uh, career development and professional and then that defined my occupation full-time occupation so you know just catching that spark and seeing if you can create more of it in your life and if you can follow that very cool. Uh, because it's hard for a person who is in the office space and not liking what they're doing, say, you know, let's brainstorm a perfect occupation for you. They're like, what do you, what do you mean? Right. How do they bridge, you know, like from totally being in a space of resistance, not liking and resentment into living my joy and living my passion? My transition took me four years. Right. Four years of deliberate, you know, creating what I like and following that spark. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I didn't yeah. know. For, the, for, for three years, I didn't know what I wanted. And then I was like, oh, it's an actual, it's an actual occupation, you know, yeah. to help people and sit down with people and see where they're stopping and how they're creating their life and what moves them and help helping them, you know, in that journey of getting that occupation that they love, fulfillment in their career. Uh, loving relationships, you know, hobbies that make them happy, self-love, women loving their body finally, you know, having a positive conversation with themselves. So for me, that was that was my how. I didn't know that that's the how, but uh, this is the tool that I give to my clients so they can start noticing and reshifting. You know, from hating where you at, but noticing and shifting to loving what
0: you love so it's interesting just to wrap on this um every single person i have on this show and i have a lot of really really successful people like yourself in the show who've done well in their other careers they and they make changes and they do well in their new careers um nobody actually knows when they start nobody's like yeah. one day i woke up and i was gonna be a this and then <laughs> three months later i was this it's like um yeah. there's a there's a uh, uh, one of my upcoming guests, Vanessa Van Edwards. She has this. She gave this speech at World Domination Summit a couple of years ago, and she has this thing. So she's kind of famous in her space. Like she's an influencer in her the space she serves, and she has the and so she's what she talks about. in Her speech is talks a lot about uh, oh like people, like how do I do what you did? How do you know she's got a lot of followers on Instagram? She's got a really nice brand, and she gives a speech about and she shows. The, the bar graph of her stats, her social media stats, like her Twitter posts and her blog posts and her Instagram and all these things. And it's like, and all of a sudden like, boom. And yeah. she's like, yeah, like I'm an overnight success. It only took me 11 years.
1: Like, exactly.
0: Yeah. And she yeah. didn't know either. And she's, yeah. yeah, she didn't know. She's always iterating, always adapting. So I think that's the theme from all the entrepreneurs that, and people that I yeah. talked to have made any sort of changes like you don't have to know to start, just but and yeah. so, like, when, I, when I'm listening to your story, I'm relating for me. I worked in sales, the best part about my sales career, other than I like, I'm very competitive and I like to make money, um, but it was I always loved the people. So, like, I get yeah. to work with people now. I just work with people in a different way. So, thank you for that answer. That's super cool.
1: Yeah. So, just you know, like, once you take that myth out of the window that you wake up and you know your dream life, that's not always the case. Uh, you know, 11 years of overnight success. Mine was four years of overnight success, but this that's the amount of work and time that goes into recrafting your life.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're you're also just getting started too. Like what's, you know, who are you going to be in seven years? Who knows? You may...
1: You know where I'm going to be in seven years in front of that room.
0: Yes, very likely. (laughs) Um, So that's a good segue actually to the next question I have for you, which is... Uh, I'd like to find out about something that you're afraid that might actually be true about you. So what's something that you're afraid might actually be true about you?
1: Something that I'm afraid that can be actually true.
0: Well, that might actually be true about you. You're, you're you're. so it might not actually, let me phrase it. It's not necessarily that it is true. But it's something that you're afraid that you are afraid might be true about you.
1: Uh, I feel like this is a question of shame, right? Because this is like what are we not accepting in, in ourselves? Um, uh, let's call it being too direct. <laughs>
0: let's, oh, you're let's afraid that you're too direct.
1: In a nice, in a nice box. <laughs> Uh, being too direct um, is my superpower and is my curse at the same time. You know, Great. this is my this is my superpower when I'm working with direct, successful people. For like, let's use the front door. Just tell me, you know, like tell me what it is. Um, and I am fortunate to offer that space, but for a lot of people. Um, i am switching into nurturing and lifting and walking around you know like and not naming the thing and just being super gentle and being mindful with where people are so i am having that like shame and i feel like we're in the same uh conversation with like you know i'm afraid to cry in public but this is like the different side of it so like afraid of being weak like the different side of it is like afraid of being too strong right oh yeah, like to, yeah. you know to kick to kick people's butts too hard you know so and where is so those are extreme sides of you know both uh, worlds so I, i'm feeling like yeah this is my edge on this side you know just um maybe yeah Giving. do you remember the magic kick that i gave you and I'm always coming back to it when I'm like, why? I'm not using, yes. I'm not going to use the F word. You can sw-
0: no, you can, you can swear on the show for sure.
1: Okay, so I coached um, you, uh, you know, like when you were in that career transition piece and you were debating yeah. if you should stay in a corporate job or if you should uh, start your own business. And I asked you a question, are you ready to fucking fly?
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that.
1: And that's it. Rude, rude, front door, front door. Not Word? for me
0: though. Yeah, but it's not, I don't, I don't, but for somebody like me, like, I don't want to waste time on, I don't want to dance around for 15 minutes. Just tell me what you see. Like, that's what I like. Yeah. But then, so but again, like, me, we both come from, we both come from harsh, competitive corporate backgrounds where, like, you don't get to dance around for 30 minutes around something when you're working at a, you know, at a big four consulting firm or you're working in a fast paced startup environment. You just, that's not a luxury you have. Nor is it something I want. It's To me, uh, To me, I get bored.
1: Yeah. So for some people, you know, are you ready to fucking fly? And that's it. But that's why the coaching was over. You remember like, oh, I, I got what I wanted. And I'm like, hold on, we still have 40 minutes left. You're like, no, 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 I got what I wanted. Okay, bye. <laughs> you know, that's it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, the second part of this question is, what do you do to compensate for it? But you already you already pretty much answered it that the way you compensate for this fear about yourself is you are exploring the other side of that and and coming with a softer, coming with a softer touch.
1: Yes. Uh, Softer touch and, you know, being in India, being in healing communities, holding space for a lot of women going working with their body trauma, sexual trauma, like being in that capacity of, you know, doing people, going through a deep traumatic experiences and deep traumatic transformation. So I do have that outlet of, you know, just diving deep into the other side of it. Also what I started doing and what I I am doing with my clients, um, I'm offering them a choice. I would be like, you know, can I offer you a front door uh, question? Or asking them, hey, you know, do you need some space to bend? Yeah. So just bringing that uh, awareness and choice to people with where they want to go instead of me, you know, assessing, oh, this is a strong, uh, powerful person, so I'll be using front door only. But, you know, in, in some spaces, those, those people collapse too. And then I yeah. have to go into the place of compassion, empathy, and holding their hand when yeah. they're doing that, you know, jump, jump that career change, uh, you know, that transition in any capacity. Yeah. Absolutely. So asking and shifting. That
0: that's my my you know tool for now. Cool. Well, we're gonna wrap up in a couple minutes. Um but before we do that,
1: no, I sorry, we could
0: I mean we I could talk for another
1: forever.
0: Yeah, we could talk <laughs> for another three hours. I have other things that I'm trying to get accomplished today, and I'm sure you are as well. It is uh so we're so for those who are not on the live or listening on the podcast, it's actually um, I should have said this up front. It is 4 40 p.m on friday what is today the march 13th which is an interesting mm-hmm. day because um we are march 12th was really the day that shit hit the fan with coronavirus uh like a lot of yeah. a lot of things happened yesterday so i'm actually in the cat skills recording this podcast um we have a place up here and you're at uh, you're in lower manhattan but i know where you're at at the we work you're at is i'm sure is completely empty I was at a WeWork yesterday in the city. It is empty, yeah. Empty. um, For those listening who don't live in New York City, um, we're starting to get more cases here. So, you know, like the city's freaking out a bit. They closed down Broadway yesterday. Uh, The the mayor basically outlawed any gatherings of 500 people or more. I had a bunch of things that I was going to do next week where there's not even big groups of people, small groups canceled. We have a friends going away party got canceled. So it's like, I think everything we're talking about today is actually really apropos to the time that we're in around fear and being vulnerable and like all of it. So, um, and I, I apologize, I should have mentioned this up front because people listening on the podcast, this isn't going to come out live in the podcast We'll release this sometime in the next month or so. Um, but I wanted to, to wrap up to ask you if there's anything that's come up for you during our conversation that either you said that you wanted to say more about it or something that I gave in response to you or something that I answered to you that you wanted to go back to before we wrap up for today, is anything you wanted to go back to or anything that's struck you since then?
1: Uh, I'm tapping into your answer uh, around connection. Mm -hmm. And I'm tapping into, you know, this being my invitation for this time for all of us. Um, So if there is a thing that I want to bring into the space, um, as an intention for us to incur, that would be connection. Um, And this, this is a creation of connection. You know, this is a creation of having fun and, you know, being on the same path, on the same mission and, um, you know, connecting and sharing that connection with you all listeners, my uh, audience. So let's let's spread love, love and connection.
0: (laughs) With no tears, love, but no tears. Love with no tears. Love yeah. with no tears. That's My new coaching practice. <laughs> Happy love. Happy love. My my new coaching slash consulting practice. <laughs> yeah. Love with no tears. <laughs> love it, love it. And I'll and I'll tell you how to do a bunch of stuff. It'll be amazing.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So Olya, how can the audience find you? So I'm sure they're going to want to connect. They are obviously going to post this on your page. But there'll be a lot of people listening to this who will just hear the podcast at some point. Where can the audience find you, and how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah. So yes, my Facebook page is Olya Shapiro, and that's O L Y A. Um, and you'll, you'll probably tag me, so people have um, the right spelling, and they have capacity to look on my page.
0: And I'll put um, it in the show note, and I'll put it in the show notes as well, so people can look in the show yeah. notes and click. on And the
1: links. Um, I'm doing a lot of content building and a lot of um, you know sharing from my Facebook page. So you know, if you really want to get to know me. Um, if you want to get value, get connected, uh, tune in into the energy of connection, um, fun, love. Uh, Facebook is the best place to go. I also have my website, oliashapirocoaching.com. Uh, okay. And my website, uh, yeah, uh, it has a couple of pages. So it's more geared towards uh, my corporate work, uh, work that I'm doing in companies, in uh, leadership transformation space. Um so uh this is more of you know <laughs> uh, my suit um business lifestyle got access it. point points and uh, LinkedIn as well. Oya cool. Shapiro coaching
0: <laughs> You might
1: like, has yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. got a lot of letters behind her name. Uh um, well, yeah, very proud of. And, yeah. So, because you had to bring that up, I'm going to bring up something which you might actually literally kill me on camera for. If somebody wanted oh, to don't. connect to you, somebody mm-hmm. wanted to connect with you, say on a more personal level, um, where what dating apps are you on? <sighs> <laughs> I'm, holding, I'm
1: holding space for your curiosity.
0: <laughs> I'm ki- I'm actually kidding. You can share it if you want to. I'm yeah. I'm giving all you a little bit of a hard time, but um
1: which yeah. you, so, I appreciate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely connect with Olia. She's got a great online presence. And as you mentioned, you've been doing really cool Facebook lives every day, where you're offering a ton of value to the audience around. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's just your stream of consciousness around. I think yesterday you did uh, connection in the face of crisis. A yeah. few, you know, a lot of things around heart, love. So um, definitely connect with Olia, Watch the Facebook lives. She likes the. She likes to see you on there, and we'll we'll talk to you and all those things. Give her a like, girl. Part. I like
1: when people engage and ask questions and yeah, see, fun. can show where they are, or what they need support with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So All right. I
1: can serve to my best.
0: Capacity. Awesome. So last thing, as we wrap up for today, love it if you leave myself and the audience with some words of wisdom and the words of wisdom need to fit on a post-it note, which is very ironic for us because we have a lot of post-it notes in our life. So yeah. small, you know, something simple, couple sentences, words to wisdom that you'd want the audience to take away from you today.
1: There is, uh, since we touch based on, you know, fly concept, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, there is a sense of, Uh, liberation that comes to my mind. So what I want to offer people is just be yourself. Um, You know, you have a full permission to be who you are, what you are, believe in what you believe, um, deliver message that that you want to be delivering. So just be yourself and thank you for being you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for being on, for being my friend, for being a, Badass in the world and all the stuff you're up to. I'm very proud of you and all the things you're creating. And I know we will be seeing each other very soon, likely virtually, as we're not in the same place right now because of our friend COVID 19. But uh, we'll yeah. be connecting very soon. And I just want to thank you for being on and okay. um, delight to have you on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. Um, I'm delighted to co create, have fun, and share this energy with the rest of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this work.
0: Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Talking to Cool People with me, Jason Frizzell. Enjoyed today's episode? Please tell your friends, give us a shout out and a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. If something from this episode has piqued your interest and you'd like to connect about it, please email us at podcast at jasonfrazel.com. We love hearing from our listeners.